Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for August 21st, 2023. I'm excited today as we transition into a new parable. So I spent the first five months of the year teaching a series on the miracles of Jesus. And after we were done with that, I started a new series on the parables of Jesus. But I spent a long time, months, on the parable of the sower. I call it the mother of all parables. Well, today we get to transition to another parable. We're going to start to study the parable of the talents today. And so I'm excited about this. If I, I pray that you're excited as well. Go ahead and put in the chat. Share your excitement in the chat. Get ready to receive what God is about to make an impartation of righteousness into your life about. But today I'm just going to introduce the parable to you because today, at least for, for my children, I could, I could do this. I know some people have children that have already gone to school and uh, some people have children that are starting today like my children. And then some people have children that are going to be starting in a week or two, like my granddaughter, right? But either way, there's a, there's a day uh, around this time every year where I pray for our children as they go to school. And I, I share with you a series of prayers and declarations for the children and for the parents, and then we pray over them. So I'm going to do that today. So not only am I going to introduce to you the parable of the talents, but we're also going to declare some things and pray over our children. You ready? All right, so open up your heart to get ready for the word of God today. All right, so let's go ahead and get into it for this morning. This is part 40 of the overall series. Before we get into the new parable, I want to share with you a scripture that we've been looking at all year, Psalms 126 and verse 4. This is a scripture that I, I, at our church we've been meditating on all year, and we want to continue to just be open to what God wants for us. We believe that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. You got it? All right, so Psalms 126 and verse 4, the Bible says, Now, Lord do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again for me. Restore us to the former glory and may streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. So my declaration, your declaration should be put in the chat. No dry areas for me. I don't want any area of my life or my heart to dry up. Any area that dries up, this is a season where God is going to refresh me, restore me, and revive me. Say amen to that. So the parable of the sower. We've studied that for months. Now we're getting into the parable of the talents. Let me share with you. Now, I don't know if I'm going to read all of these verses every day like we did with the parable of the sower, because this is Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. But for today, for the first one, I'm going to, share, I'm going to read the whole thing to you. So Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30 from the Passion Translation. This is what the Bible says. Jesus is speaking. He says, again, Heaven's kingdom is like a wealthy man who went on a long journey and summoned all of his trusted servants and assigned to them financial management. Before he left on his journey, he entrusted a bag of 5,000 gold coins to one of his servants, to the other, a bag of 2,000 gold coins, and to the third, a bag of 1,000 gold coins each according to their ability to manage. Now, uh, the King James calls Sorry, it talents, and we're going to deal with talents and how much a talent was and that kind of thing. 
But this is a lot of money. As we break this down, you're going to see later that this is a lot of money. The one he entrusted with 5,000 gold coins immediately went out and traded with the money. And he doubled the investment. In the same way, the one that was entrusted with 2,000 gold coins traded the sum and doubled the investment. But the one who had been entrusted with 1,000 gold coins dug a hole in the ground and buried his master's money. It wasn't his money, his master's money. After much time had passed, the master returned and he was ready to settle accounts with his servants. To the one that he entrusted 5,000 gold coins, he came and brought 10,000 saying, hey, master, I doubled your money. <laughs> oh, he said, okay, commending his servant, the master said, you have done well. You have proven yourself to be a loyal and trustworthy servant. And because you have been faithful to steward and manage a small sum, he called the 10,000 a small sum. Now I will put you in charge of much, much more. You will experience the delight of your master who will say to you, enter into the joy of the Lord. Then the one who had been entrusted with 2,000 gold coins came in and said the same thing. Hey, master, I doubled your money. I doubled what you entrusted to me. Commending his servant, the master replied, you have done well. You have proven yourself to be my loyal and trustworthy servant. Because you were trustworthy over this small sum, I will put you in charge of much, much more, and you will experience the delight of your master who will say to you, Enter into the joy of the Lord. Verse 24. Then the one who had been entrusted with 1,000 gold coins came to his master and said, Look, sir, I know that you are a hard man. You're a hard man to please, and you're shrewd and you're ruthless in business. And you grow rich on the backs of other people. I was afraid of you. So I went and I hid your money and I buried it in the ground. So here it is. I didn't lose any of it, but I didn't do nothing with it either. So here it is. Take it. It's yours. The master said to him, you are an untrustworthy and lazy servant. If you knew I was a shrewd and ruthless businessman, the way that you say, who always makes a profit, then why didn't you at least put the money in the bank and collected some interest? Because... I would have got something back. I didn't get nothing back with the money. Because you were unfaithful, I will take the 1,000 gold coins from you and give it to the one that has 10,000. For the one that has will be given more until he overflows with abundance. And the one with hardly anything, even the little he has will be taken from him. And then verse 30, this is Jesus speaking. Then the master said this to his other servants. Now throw this good-for-nothing servant away from me into the outer darkness where there will be great misery and anguish. I didn't make this up. This is Jesus. This is in the Bible. There's so much that I'm going to teach you from this parable. Uh, but like I said, today I'm just going to give you an introduction. So you ready for the introduction? Put in the chat, I'm ready to receive. Put in the chat, I'm ready for a download. All right, so I'm going to give you a part one and a part two. In part one, I'm going to teach about this parable briefly. And then in part two, we're going to talk about children going to school. You got it? All right, so let's do all of that so we can get ready for the school year. You ready? All right, let's do part one. This is just the introduction, and it's going to be good. Put in the chat, I'm ready to receive. All right, part one. All right, at its core, the parable of the talents is a parable about stewardship, 
purpose, and responsibility. Put in the chat, I am a good steward. A steward is a manager. A steward understands that if I'm a steward, I'm stewarding something, it doesn't belong to me. It belongs to someone else. And all I get to do is manage what they entrusted me with. Everything I have belongs to God and I am a steward. So I'm a manager. So here's some thoughts on this parable, just very brief introductory thoughts. You ready? All right. First one, God owns everything. Say God owns everything. You can put that in the chat. God owns everything. And he allows us to steward or to manage certain things for certain seasons. So God allows us to steward or to manage certain things for certain seasons. Everything is not, there's some things that we manage. There's some things that we do. There's some areas that God launches us into to steward or to manage that we're not going to be there forever. Where it's certain things for certain seasons. I love, I spent 25 years in the United States Army. And while I was there, I had the responsibility to steward or manage certain things for certain seasons, but that season is over. Now I moved on. And so, so you got to know that you are a steward over whatever God allows you to manage in this particular season. And if you prove yourself to be a good steward, then if you, if you manage little well, God will trust you over much. Some people are saying, why doesn't God give me more? Because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing with what you got right now. All right. All right. I'm going to teach on this. Let me take my time. Uh, the second point, God entrusts each of us with unique gifts, resources, and responsibilities. Put that in the chat. So I have unique gifts, resources, and responsibilities. So each of us have been entrusted with gifts, with resources, and responsibilities. I'm going to break all of this down in this series. God ushers us into seasons of responsibility for these resources that he gives us according to our ability. Mm. So when I get to that point, this is going to be so good. He gave one guy 5,000 gold coins, another guy 2,000 gold coins, another guy 1,000 gold coins, according to their abilities. And so the one with 1,000, he didn't have a grace. He was not prepared to manage 5,000. People are saying, God, why don't you give me more? Well, you're not prepared to handle that. The, the, he that has much, the more you have, the more you have to manage. And so you actually have to be prepared to handle more. And so the guy that had five, he doubled the money. He had 10. And once he, once he had 10, the one with one was taken from him, giving it to him over here. Why would God give him more when he has all this stuff and oh, there's people over here that, that don't have nothing? Why does it? Well, listen, you got to prove to God that you can handle it. He gave it to them according to their abilities. You are a manager. And if you can't manage little, uh, I see Charlie Mike is watching right now. Charlie Mike was my Battalion Command Sergeant Major in 327 Signal Battalion, Fort Bragg, North Carolina. When I got to Fort Bragg, I was a corporal in Bravo Company 25th, and then I, I got promoted to sergeant, and I moved over to Delta Company 327 Signal Battalion. That's when I was with Charlie Mike. He was my Sergeant Major. And then later, I became a Staff Sergeant. I got promoted. Well, watch this. When I was a corporal, I was responsible for a little team. Then when I became a sergeant, right, an E5, I could, I could be given more responsibilities. When I became a staff sergeant, then at that point, really as a staff sergeant, I could run a whole platoon. And so what happens? You have to, you have to prove it is according to your abilities. God is not going to release stuff to you before you're ready for it. God is not going to release stuff to you before your time. God, here's the next point. God ushers us into seasons of responsibilities according to our abilities. And watch this. He will not release more until we prove that we're ready to manage it. So if you, there's some things that you have to learn. There's some things, watch this. 
but I, I don't, I, this is not part of my notes, but let me just share this in here for free. Joseph um, was called to run Egypt. He was supposed to be the second in command in all of Egypt. He got that dream when he was living in his father's house. Living in his father's house, he was the 11th of 12 boys. He wasn't in charge of anything. So when his brothers sold him off as a slave, they thought they were doing something bad. They were ushering him into his destiny. When he got to Potiphar's house, he started to learn responsibilities. And he was being prepared for his assignment. He, he started to learn how to manage this man's house. And Potiphar was in charge of the secret service for the king. And so he started, he was like two degrees of separation from the king. And he started to manage Potiphar's resources. He couldn't, he couldn't learn those lessons when he was at home. And so, so, so watch this. While he was a slave, he was actually being prepared for his assignment. Later, he wound up in prison, not just any prison. It was the royal prison. And so it was a prison reserved for offenses against the king. And so now while he's running this royal prison in Egypt, he's learning how to fill out the forms. How does Egypt interact? How do you get resources? He ran the whole prison. And so how how do we deal with the monarchy? He was learning. And so the more he was learning, the more he was being prepared for his assignment. So then when he got promoted from prisoner to prime minister, and one day he was already ready for that assignment. Listen, God is not going to release things to you until you're ready for it. Oh my God, this is supposed to be an introduction. I'm giving you too much. Next point. God is looking for us to operate with wisdom, with faith, and with action. Put this in the chat. I operate with wisdom, faith, and action. So I I need the wisdom, I need the faith, I need the action to multiply what God has given me. Everything God places in my hands, I'm going to multiply it. Everything God places in my hands, God wants me to multiply. God is a God of multiplication. God God doesn't want me to hold on to it. Oh God, I didn't lose it. Yeah, but watch this. I didn't lose it. Yeah, but what did God say to the guy that didn't lose it? He called them wicked. Our God is not limited in any way. Put this in the chat. My God is not limited in any way. My God is a limitless God. And so if we learn, you and I learn how to think like God, how to put on the mind of Christ, how we are not limited in any way, how we look at things from God's limitless nature, then we will look at the resources that we have. And then watch this. We, we will, we're not going to sit back and say, I'm not going to do anything with it. No, no, no. These are resources that God entrusted us to multiply them. We're supposed to do something with it. We're supposed to multiply. Put in the chat, things multiply in my hands. So as we adequately manage or steward the resources that God places in our hands, we become active participants in God's kingdom and we get to advance God's kingdom plans and purposes on this planet. Say this out loud, put in the chat, the kingdom of God advances and it advances through me. How does it advance through me? Because I am multiplying whatever resources God puts in my hands and whatever he allows me to oversee and to manage, I have people that I manage. I have resources that I manage. I have things that I'm responsible for and I'm going to be a good steward over that. And I'm going to invest in those people. I'm going to prepare them. I'm going to take the resources God has given me and we're going to multiply that thing. And as I, as I'm proven that, uh, prove myself faithful over little, the, the, the text says God is going to make me ruler over much, much more. Why? Because that's how I grow in the kingdom. I'm showing God that I can manage it. So the more you learn to manage, the more God will give you to oversee. In this way, you become a conduit of God's kingdom and his advancement on this planet. But if you are not managing what God places in your hands right now well, you're not not the owner. You're just a manager. God, God owns everything. And if you're not managing what God has placed in your heart right now or in your responsibility in your hands right now well, why are you asking God for more? 
God is looking at you like you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing with what you have. And so until you manage that well, God is not going to release more to you. And we're going to learn a lot more about this in this parable. You got it? So this is part one, the end of part one. I need to close this out with a declaration of faith for part one. And then we're going to continue with the kids. You ready? All right. So lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I acknowledge that you own everything. I am honored that you have chosen me to steward certain resources for specific seasons. I recognize and embrace the unique gifts, resources, and opportunities that you have entrusted unto me. I believe that you release resources into my care according to my ability, ensuring that I am prepared to manage them effectively. So Father, I commit to not merely holding on to what you've given me. No, I'm going to multiply it, understanding that you are looking for an increase. I declare that I operate with wisdom, faith, and action, ensuring that I maximize and multiply every resource you place in my hands. I open my heart to your limitless nature. I am an active participant in advancing your kingdom. And I believe that as I prove myself faithful in little, you, Father, will entrust me with much. I am a conduit of your glory. Your kingdom advances through me. Living this way, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word for that part of it. All right. Now, let me give you part two. <laughs> let, me, let me speed up a little bit. So part two, a message about our children. So let me give you some scriptures as you have children that are going to school. I have one starting college today, one starting fifth grade today. All right. That was a lot. That first part was a lot, by the way. But anyway, let's go. Children. All right. Let me give you some scriptures to meditate on as your children go to school or your grandchildren go to school. I have a grandchild that starts in two weeks. I have a fifth grader that starts today, a college student that starts today. Maybe your children already started or they're about to start. Let's pray over them. Here's some scriptures to meditate on. You ready? Colossians 3 and 20. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this is, uh, for this pleases the Lord. Psalms 25, verses 1 and 2. Lord, I put my life in your hands. I trust in you, my God, and I will not be disappointed. My enemies will not laugh at me. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6. Point your kids in the right direction, and when they are old, they will not be lost. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 7. The memory of the righteous is blessed but the name of the wicked will rot. John 14 and 26, the helper, the Holy Spirit will teach you everything and he will cause you to remember everything I told you. The helper, the Holy Spirit is what the father will send in my name. Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 21, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. First Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 33, do not be misled, bad company, corrupts good character. Whew, that's a good one right there. All right. Psalms 34 and 19. The righteous person may have troubles, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Psalms uh, 91. Psalms 91, beginning at verse seven. A thousand can fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but it shall not come nigh me. All you have to do is watch and you will see that the wicked will be punished. 
You trust in the Lord for your protection. You have made the Lord, even the most high, your place of safety. So nothing bad will happen to you. No diseases will come near your home for he has commanded angels to protect you everywhere you go. First Timothy chapter four and verse 12, the Bible says, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set an example for believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. First Thessalonians chapter five, verses 19 through 22. Don't suppress the Holy Spirit. Do not stifle those who have a word from the master. On the other hand, don't be gullible though. Check out everything and keep only that which is good and throw out everything that's tainted with evil. Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse six, last scripture, be strong, be courageous. Don't be afraid of people for the Lord your God is with you everywhere you go and he will never leave you. Say amen to that. There's a lot of scriptures. This is why you need to sign up and get my notes. All right, you got it? So now I'm gonna lead you in a declaration of faith for students. This is what students should say. Matter of fact, I'm just going to say this. Uh, you just set your faith in agreement. This is a declaration of faith. This is what a student would say over their school year. And then we're going to do one for parents. And then we're going to pray pray, and, and close it out. You got it? So this is what your students should say. This is why you should get my notes. I'm going to post this on social media too. As a student, you want your students to say this. Father, my life is in your hands. I trust you and I will not be disappointed. I know who I am and who I belong to. As Jesus is, so am I in this world. No one can influence me the wrong way. I refuse to allow myself to be corrupted by bad company. I surround myself with the right people and I'm influenced in the right way. I enter into this day in this school year, knowing that I am intelligent, loved, and protected from all harm. I respect my parents and my teachers. I honor my elders and those in position of authority. I am kind, nice, polite, courteous, respectful, and gracious. I have friends because I show myself friendly. I am the righteousness of God by faith. You can give me a supernatural memory, and I declare that you do. The Holy Spirit helps me to remember everything I need to remember in class, and I have supernatural recall doing quizzes, exams, and standardized tests. Every day, I declare that my mind is alert, my body is awake, and I'm ready to make the most of this day, of the day that you have set before me. I excel academically. I am a kingdom example socially. I am healthy physically. I look in the mirror and I'm pleased with what I see. I love and like myself. I have a strong, I have strong mental health. I am confident, bold, and fearless. I am your child father and I act like it everywhere I go. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. Whew, that was a lot. That was good. I'm going to post this on social media. You should get the notes. This is the one for parents. Now, you guys set your faith in agreement with me if you're a parent. You ready? So this is what, what parents would say. Father, I place my children in your hands. As they go to school, I trust in you, and I will not be disappointed. You give, and I give angels charge over them to keep them in all their ways. No evil shall befall them. In, there is no... Uh, in their pathway, there is life and no destruction. My children resist negative influences. They are shielded from all harm. They are resistant to physical illness. They are divinely capable of excelling in everything they put their hands on. I love them and you love them. More importantly, my children know that they are loved. They are your beloved. They love and like themselves. They believe what you believe about them. They are bold, confident, and fearless. They are respectful and kind. They are courteous and polite. My children are sharp and focused. They understand, comprehend, process, digest everything as it relates to their education. They excel academically, socially, and spiritually. This year is the best year of their lives because you are with them everywhere they go. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Ooh, glory to God. Okay, last one. Last one. 
is a prayer. Now, this is just a prayer that I want you to set your faith in agreement with. This is a lot, y'all. This is why you need to sign up and get the notes. You get all this stuff for free. All right, let's set our faith in agreement with this prayer. You ready? Now, I'm going to pray it, but you got to say amen to this thing. You ready? All right, let's pray over our children as they go. Father, we pray for our children all over the world as they start this school year. We stifle the hands and the mouths of bullies. We come up against danger, violence, fighting, attacks, and school shootings. We command angels to shield and protect our children, their teachers, and their school grounds this year. May your love fill every facility. May teachers have the patience required to adequately teach their students. May the students be respectful and well-mannered. May they be focused on their education. May the children excel academically and socially. May this year be the best year of their lives. As parents, may we also develop patience with our children. May we be involved in their education and in their lives. May our children grow up to be the men and women that you've called them to be for such a time as this. May our children know that you are on them, in them, with them, and for them. We pray this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I gave you a lot today. I gave you everything I was supposed to give you. I poured it all out. And I pray that you received it. To God be the glory for his word. I love the word of God, y'all. So if, you, if you're not getting my notes and you get it for free, why would you not sign up? Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. All my notes from today. If you're like, Rick, I'm gonna, I, I missed today's notes. Okay, go to todaysword.org. You're going to see it there. Uh, the, the message for today, all the notes, just copy and paste. You get it for free. I'm going to post it on social media as well. So listen, I need you to do me a favor. Go into the comments right now. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. And, and if you're like, oh man, I like those declarations, Get go to Amazon and just type Rick Pina. Get 150 affirmations for, uh, for men and 150 affirmations for women. If you don't have the affirmations books, you need to get those. If you don't have uh, how to become a godly success, a success God's way. Get that book too. Go to just go to Amazon or go to rickpina.co. You're gonna see all of my material there. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I'm, this parable is gonna be good. The parable of the talents. Starting tomorrow, I'm gonna start to take my time to break this thing down. I hope that you enjoyed the introduction today. And as we go through this parable, it's gonna be amazing. I love you. God loves you more. Leave me some comments in the chat, and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.